Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. And before John and I get into the episode, I want to just let you know that this episode is sponsored by Squarespace. So show your support for the podcast by supporting Squarespace. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to go to squarespace.com and use the offer code METAL, that's all caps, M-E-T-A-L, to get 10% off your first purchase. And by doing that, you'll be showing your support for Talking Metal. We would like to thank Squarespace for their support of this podcast. Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. Again, guys, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. Again, the free trial code is METAL, and you get 10% off. Check it out. We are. What? You know where we are? Yeah, it's called Monday Three Burger Shot Beer. Hey, this is Talking Metal, and we are back in action at a noisy bar with terrible pop music playing in the background. This is Three Burgers. What is this place called, John? Uh, it's called One Two Three Burger Shot Beer, and basically, I think a shot is three, a burger is two, and a beer is one. Something like that. Very oh. good. Very good. We just did an interview. I just did an interview over at the Gibson showroom right around the corner. The Adarna is on the podcast today. We're going to be hearing these guys shortly. And we're going to catch up with John Astronomy here in just a minute. A lot of stuff to tell you guys about, so please stay tuned. Right now, let's get into a little Alan Tecchio on vocals with the band Watchtower, a revolutionary record that really helped form the progressive metal movement is Watchtower's Control and Resistance, and it features our friend on vocals, Alan Tecchio.
That was The Fall of Reason by Watchtower, featuring our good friend Alan Tecchio, who used to pick me up from the train station and drive me to screaming metal rehearsals. Thank you, Alan Tecchio. <laughs> so, Mark, we have a, a great show, as we mentioned. We have the Adarna, who is a Gibson Musical Instruments Gibson Family of Brands artist. Yeah, and our good friend Jeff Dana from the Gibson Showroom in Seattle recommended we hook up with these guys and a gal. And uh, these guys were very, very cool, and they were really nice. And uh, they are doing a show in Manhattan, and then they're on the way to Philly, and they're on uh, their own tour. Yeah, and they're independent, so definitely support them. We're going to have links up to their their websites, their Facebook, their website, and and Twitter and stuff in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. While you're on TalkingMetal.com, make a PayPal donation. Use the Amazon links. Check out one-on-one with Mitch LaFawn. And, John, I'm very excited to announce a brand-new podcast joining Talking Metal Digital called Metal Raps. We'll have our initial first episode up real soon. It is featuring a host named Mitch Joel, not to be confused with Mitch LaFawn. So definitely check that out. It's a real brief, short podcast that kind of wraps up everything that's been going on on Talking Metal Digital with Mitch LaFon, with myself, with with John, with Victor. Victor hasn't had a, a Mars Attacks podcast up in uh, quite some time. He's busy moving and working on his new house. But we hope to hear a new Mars Attacks episode real soon, Victor. So there you go. I think I'm going to have to call up Mitch Weissman, former Beatlemania bassist, and get him on a podcast because it's all Mitches. Yes, that, that would be a good idea, definitely. So Metal Raps, look for that on TalkingMetal.com. And we have this other Talking Metal RSS on iTunes, which distributes not only Talking Metal, it actually distributes like the non-music version of Talking Metal. It distributes Mitch's podcast, and it's also going to have this Metal Raps show on this alternate RSS. Maybe we'll tease the first episode here on this RSS feed on iTunes, but in general, it's it's something separate from what John and I do here with, with Talking Metal. Okay. Great, Mark. So why don't we get right into your interview with the Adarna? Guys, we have a Talking Metal interview taking place here at the Gibson Showroom in New York City with a band called The Adarna. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's go around. We'll introduce everybody. Will, tell us what you do in the band. I'm Will. I'm the front man for the band. I'm Jeremiah. I play bass guitar. I'm Andrea. I play guitar. I'm Murdoch. I bash on the drums. And where did you guys form? Where are you guys from? We're from Seattle. Seattle, Washington. That's where we met, but we're all from different places. Yeah, I was going to say on the website, it makes you sound like you're kind of came together there, but you were all from different places. Where are you from originally? Um, I spent a lot of time in Philadelphia, but I grew up in a lot of places. Um, Yeah, we didn't we didn't intentionally come together in Seattle. It was just kind of something that happened, you know. Uh, Will is from uh, London, UK, uh, other places in the United States. Murdoch is a New Yorker. Um, Andrea is from Seattle. Proper, yeah. So how did you all end up in Seattle? Well, I was living in, uh, I was actually living outside Chicago, and I just kind of threw all my uh, stuff in the van one day and just kind of ventured out. <laughs> uh, and then met these cats right away. It was kind of like, almost like synchronistic in a, in a small way. Well, whereabouts outside of Chicago? Uh, northern, northwest Indiana, oh, okay. right off the lake. Yeah, tons of snow. 
Yeah, a great place to sit and practice because there's nothing else to do. I got married in <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is probably a little south of there, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So let's talk about the tour. Are you guys headlining or are you out with other acts? Uh, right now we're headlining. We're the uh, so for the we're two months right now where it's just us out on the road, which is very difficult. And if you've, if you've ever gone on a tour before, it's not normally it's nice to be booked as a package deal, but we are good old fashioned guys and gal trying to go and make it work. We just go out to a city and and wow and impress. But we've been meeting a lot of good bands along the way, so we've been pairing up with lots of local bands. Cool. And we are here at Gibson Guitars, of course. Andrea, I want to talk to you about guitars. What kind of guitars are you playing and what kind of amps are you using? I am playing a Gibson SG and a PV5150 through a Marshall Cab. It's awesome. Sounds like rock. And do you alter the, the SG at all? Are you putting pickups in it? Are you just going stock with that? Uh, it has a EMG. So it's pretty awesome. Cool. And who are some of your favorite guitar players? Billy Duffy from The Cult and sure. Slash. Those Excellent. are my all-time favorites. Excellent. Cool. And let's talk about the the music, the recordings that are out. Are you guys, you, you have an, a, an album that came out last year, right? 2013? It was 2012. Okay. So 2012, uh, our, rec- our record came out, and that was a self-titled album, um, which was done a little bit differently than most albums are done because it was done just straight take. So in Pro Tools, there's lots of cuts and pace. And, oh, you can't quite sing that pitch. Let me go in and move you up to there. Ours were just, it was straight takes. If you didn't do it, you had to do it again, and we did it over and over again. It was very painful, but it was awesome because <laughs> at the end of it, we're like, "This is what this is how our our heroes and how idols that we love did recording back in the day, you know, back on tape." So we wanted to do it in that same way. Cool. Well, let's come back and talk some more. But right now, what song would you like to play for the Talking Metal listeners? Sugar, Sugar by the Adarna. <laughs>
That was Sugar, and that can be picked up on iTunes? Yes, iTunes, Amazon, pretty much anything. You just type it into the search web and you will, <laughs> you'll find it. Murdoch, you're the drummer of the band. Let's talk a little bit about your influences and uh, your kit, actually. First, let's start off with the influences. Who are some of your favorite drummers? Uh, they're pretty vast. Uh, I have to say I grew up kind of uh, Ringo Starr, John Bonham. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've kind of branched out. Uh, when I got to college, I got really into jazz, so old Art Blakey, and also Keith Carlock, and uh, Steve Gaddis from my hometown, so obviously oh, okay. I have a lot of his, his influence uh, in my blood. Well, and you mentioned college. Did you you studied music in college, and did you go to a music school? Or yeah, I went to a music school in uh, far western New York, south of Buffalo, in Fredonia. Okay, uh, I studied music education, so it was mostly uh, orchestral percussion and jazz. Gotcha, cool. And what about your history? Were you playing with other bands in the past that that we might know about? Uh, I've played with quite a few acts. None of them quite took off. Uh, I'm not sure. There's, um, gosh, there's so many to name. I don't even know where to start, but I don't think any of them take off really with uh, a lot of notoriety. Gotcha, cool. And how how hard is it for you guys? I mean, you guys are out there on the road. Is Are you able to actually make money while you're touring? I mean, that's a personal question. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. But it, it just seems like it would be a very hard thing for a bunch of musicians to get in a get in a car or a van and go out there and tour and actually survive. Mm-hmm. We make we don't personally take in money, but it doesn't cost us. So we're good at getting the gig set up, so everything's paid for. Our fuel, uh, we work in meals to the deal, or you know some kind of convention or whatever. We'll, we'll work it out so it doesn't cost us personal money. And what is the best way one of the listeners who just heard the song Sugar can support you guys? Is it to come see a gig? Is it to come go to iTunes and buy the track, go buy the CD? All of the above, really. Yeah. If you can go download the track, if you can stop by a show, even if you don't buy anything, just come say hi to us. I'm sure you'll have a great time. And you're playing tomorrow night, which by the time people hear this, will uh, that gig will be over. But you're playing in New York City at Fontana's. Where else are you headed in the weeks to come? Uh, we got a number of dates. You can find dates on theadarna.com, but it's pretty much all over the East Coast. we still got about another month and a half. Uh, we've been po- focusing a lot on colleges. Conventions have been happening a lot. And we've got some pretty awesome gigs not far from, far from New York, including like in Philadelphia. We're looking forward Connecticut. to Connecticut as well. So – when you want to classify yourself, which I know a lot of bands don't, but to me, you're, you definitely have a hard rock and sound. Do you guys consider yourself metal? Do you consider yourself more straight ahead rock? How would you classify the band? Well, we didn't really have a name for it. And we, we, we were trying to figure it out. And that's the one thing. I mean, because it seems like right now we're kind of in a state of rock where it's not as prevalent as a lot of other kinds of music that are out there. So we... Everybody seems to be very extreme. We didn't want to call ourselves metal. We didn't want to call ourselves alternative. So we chose the term jet rock to define our sound. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, I saw that listed on the site. And for, for whatever reason, when I saw jet rock and then I saw that, you, you know, you guys were kind of from Seattle, yeah. made me think of Queensryche. For well, some reason, <laughs> yeah. Jet, is well, that, Queensryche is Jet. So, so with Jet City Rock, yeah, I think uh, Queensryche has a song called Jet City Woman. Right. We love Queensryche, you know, Murdoch, and we all know them, you know, pretty well. 
Um, but Jet City, that's just another name for Seattle, Seattle right? Exactly. But somebody stupid exactly. like me just no, thinks no, that yeah. that's a Queensryche song. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it is a Queensryche song, but yeah, it's another name for Seattle. Yeah, it's, exactly. We create, we're making this new style of rock and roll that came out of Seattle. And we're calling it a new style because uh, we grew up loving bands that were very expressive, like in the 80s and the 90s. Um, where they use their whole body to play the instrument. The songs are very passionate. They wore their hearts on their sleeves. And we see that moving further and further away, and people are more focused on the lyrics and kind of hiding from the audience a little bit. We are very much a reach-out and interactive type of band. It's high energy, it's up-tempo, it's upbeat. And uh, because of that, we haven't found anybody like that. And so we made the style we call Jet City Rock. Love it. Cool. And also on the site... Connect and inspire. It's these three words that helped bring you guys together. Can you explain that? Uh, it sounds really deep, actually, but yeah. <laughs> well, the I mean, the the words the the name of it is, of us is called the Adarna. The Adarna is actually kind of like an an Asian phoenix type of bird, okay. which we thought was very important because all of us have come from other bands. So we figure rise up from the ashes and kind of create this this style again. But our goal is to honestly is to go and connect with people who have never seen rock and roll like this and also to go and lead, you know, lead people towards the kind of music that they can really stand behind, um, you know, which, again, we call this Jet City Rock. I mean, that's yeah. And that, that's why we're doing this. You know, I think each one of us in this room was inspired deeply by some band that connected with us, inspired us to completely change our life and do something ridiculous. You know, it, you know, the chances of us uh, succeeding were completely stacked against us, but it doesn't matter. We're still going to do it, you know, just on, based on that level, you know, growing up and being really inspired by one particular act or maybe a collection of acts. Very good. You know. Now, Andrea, you mentioned that you are influenced by Billy Duffy and Slash. Have you ever had the opportunity to meet any of those guys or any other idols? Uh, not yet. No, I met Duff McKagan a few times, who was very awesome, but Slash himself, not yet. And Duff McKagan, he's in Seattle and pretty prevalent on the, yeah. the Seattle scene. And what is he write for a local newspaper or something there? Yeah, too? he wrote for, was it Seattle, Seattle Weekly. Weekly? Yeah. He had an article. Actually, I asked him one time through this article. <laughs> I said, "Dear Duff, why does my band suck?" And not this band, a, a prior it was band. An earlier incarnation <laughs> of this band, okay. and he had some very sage advice about practicing and stuff like that. Oh, so, cool guy. Excellent. So the last album came out in 2012. Are you currently working on new material? We'll be cutting another record uh, end of this year in 2014 to release in 2015, beginning of 2015. Excellent. And will this be an independent release, or are you working with a label, or is it too soon to say? As of now, we are 100% an unsigned independent artist. We will be doing this with or without help. If somebody comes along who can support us and has a share of vision with us, we're on board, but we are, we are pretty much a DIY band. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap things up, but let's talk about what we should play for the Talking Metal listener to take us out of this interview. Is there another tune you guys would like us to dip into? Yeah, uh, check out Superman.
the Adarna. Definitely support those guys. Go buy that on iTunes. Support them when they come through your town. Go say hello. Tell them you heard their interview on Talking Metal. John, Talking Metal Toast, it's been a while since we've done one of these. I'm drinking a Rebel IPA, Sam Adams. Delicious. The bartender as those are some pretty short shorts, I guess I would call that, right? Definitely some very short shorts. There's a little nudity happening, which is That's not true. To, to Emily, my wife, who always listens to episodes where I talk about where I mention that a, a woman is hot. She doesn't listen to any talking metal episodes, but if I happen to say, Oh yeah, that girl was cute or something, she's like, I heard that on talking metal. So um, we are at the burger place, burger and beer. Here, kicking them back. Having a good time. Talking metal digital in the house. So let's get into some more music right now, and we'll come back and wrap things up. Here's a little Mastodon, another Gibson artist that we love here on Talking Metal. Before we get back to the episode, just a quick sponsor break here. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. We get a lot of people saying, hey, I want to start my own podcast. I want to start my own music blog. Well, it's really easy, guys. You just go to Squarespace, and they will get you started on all that good stuff. You need the platform before you can start spouting your opinion and doing your thing. So Squarespace will give you that platform. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code METAL at checkout. We're going to have links to Squarespace up in today's show notes on talkingmetal.com. Again, use METAL at checkout. 
Plans start at $8 a month, and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. They have great responsive design, commerce, online store. Every site comes with an online store, which is, is awesome. And most importantly, 24-7 support through a live chat and email. Their support teams are located in New York City for you American people and in Dublin for folks over in Europe. Wow, what a great company Squarespace is. Definitely check it out and show your support for what John and I do here on Talking Metal by using the checkout code M-E-T-A-L when you check out from Squarespace. And we'll link you right over to Squarespace if you go to TalkingMetal.com and visit the show notes for today's episode. You can also check out some pictures in the show notes of John and I hanging out at the Gibson studio with today's guests. That was High Road by Mastodon. One of my favorite groups and a bunch of really cool guys. You know what? We we definitely have to... We've had um, Bill and Brent on before, and those guys were really cool. And uh, I spoke with Bron, the drummer, uh, about coming on, and he said he definitely would. So uh, I'm not sure where these guys are at the moment, because I know they were like on tour and uh, overseas. So once they're back, they may be back for all I know. Um, we should get Bron on the show. He, he mentioned, you know, his, his sister is very tragic, committed suicide, and uh, he mentioned that in a recent interview in Decibel magazine, and when they buried her, they buried her with a copy of, I believe it was either King Diamond's Them record, or one of the King Diamond records, but the, he's a big, big King Diamond fan, and it was a, uh, a real bond that he had with his sister, who tragically uh, took her own life many, many years back, but um, the Mastodon guys, man, they, they they got some ba- baggage, you know, and then maybe that's what makes them so creative and dark and such a, a great artist. But uh, there's definitely some some tragic stuff that has happened in their past, and uh, which is sad. But I tell you, their music is is so so freaking good. Yeah, those guys are amazing, and um, I, I had the honor of jamming with with Bill that one time at uh, the Gibson showroom when it was Ace on guitar, Bill on bass actually, instead of guitar Jason Hook from Five Finger Death Punch on guitar and uh, yours truly on drums doing a blues jam something not stylistically uh, you know part of the Mastodon or Five Finger Death Punch um, vein, but it was a really cool thing, and everybody uh, had a great time, and it was it was a, a real honor for me to, to play with all those amazing musicians. It's just a short thing. Dude, you've had a lot of crazy, great stuff happen in, in your life, and I just wanted to congratulate you on not only being a New York Times best-selling author, or co-author, but you now are associated and a big part of an album that is on the Billboard Top 10. You are a top 10 artist in a, in a kind, kind of, right? You, you wrote a song that is on Space Invader by Ace, and it debuted in the Top 10 on the Billboard Top 100. That's, uh, that's major, dude. That's a big deal. Thank you, Mark. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, we're so excited about how the record's doing. No matter how it did, we would have been excited about it because it's a great record. But um, for me, 
the fact that I'm part of an Ace record is is such a big deal to me, uh, considering that Ace has been my favorite musician since I was in second grade, and um, writing the the single or co-writing the single "Give Me a Feeling" um, is just unbelievable, and uh, it, it, I really have to thank Ace for for liking the demo that I sent him. Um, which was, uh, you know, pretty low quality. Uh, I played the drums in one take and uh, went to my old antiquated Pro Tools Digi 001 and uh, threw on some guitar, bass, uh, guitar and bass and a solo. And uh, Ace really liked it, and he went into the studio with Matt Starr, cut, cut the track professionally. And um, uh, the label really liked uh, one of the mixes they heard of it, and uh, that became the single. Yeah, and I bought the CD to show support, and, uh, you know, guys, with these bands that you love, every CD that you go out and buy, it's like an election or something. You really just want to make your voice heard, and, and people think, oh, my vote doesn't matter, or my purchase of the CD doesn't matter. It does, and and big thanks to all the Ace fans out there who helped put this in the top ten, because even though, you know, I, I don't work for Ace like John does, I, I, I feel a big connection with him uh, just through the years. I mean, like I said in the one of the last episodes, I've been listening to this guy since I was eight years old. I think the album's incredible. I played the CD for Emily when we were going out for her birthday, birthday dinner on Saturday, and uh, Space Invader played, Give Me a Feeling played, and she just, she stopped, she pressed pause, and she said, this CD's incredible. It sounds incredible. She even cited, this is how cool my wife is, she cited the new Ju- Judas Priest record and how the Ace record has such a more rich, real sound. And no no disrespect towards Priest, but then, then the, the new Priest record, and uh, it, it sounds great, man. It's a great production, it's a great record, and if you haven't gotten it go out and pick it up and again congratulations john thank you mark and uh thanks to emily as well my three favorite songs space invader give me a feeling and toys wow yeah i like toys too i love space invader i my favorite songs uh, are space invader change and uh of course i like give me a feeling but um uh toys i like and i'm surprised that um more people aren't like really zeroing in on this song because there's one riff that really reminds me of an old Kiss riff in in Toys, and uh, I think it's cool. All right, guys. Well, when John and I were first down in the New York area, there was a guy named Jim Hennigan, and he was kind of this amazing guy. He did a Kiss movie called Kiss Loves You. He did. He was the cameraman on a soap opera. I believe All My Children, but it may have been. As the world turns, I think it was all my children, and he was a rocker, and he played in different bands with guys like Todd Youth and and all sorts of different people, and he was a roadie for Raging Slab, apparently. But the thing we loved most about him was he did prank calls. Now, back in the day, you used to put ads in the the Village Voice or the Aquarian or music musicians exchange saying. You know, guitarist wanted for a band, must have the look, must be able to, you know, play Van Halen, uh, you know, the, and, and you list influences and stuff. So anyways, he would call these ads as a joke and um, record them. And so this is some of his work. We're going to end with this today. It's it, this. The name of this track is called Blah, 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 Blah. And it's Jim Hennigan 
I hope we can say his name and expose him, but uh, it, it's a, off the Jackie Star collection of prank calls. And there's, we'll actually link one of the other ones through today's show notes, but I think it's hysterical. Yeah, oh, believe me, this was so good. I played it for everybody that I knew back in the day, and I remember playing it for Lydia Chris. And there was one quote where, where the Jim goes, he goes, look, I was... Uh, I thought it was Sebastian Bach. I was, uh, this is not verbatim because I used to know the quotes, but he's like, you know, I I did the Richards thing. I did the Tyler thing. He's like, I thought I was Sebastian Bach. Because what it was, he was talking about the different drugs that different people would take. So he's like, I did the jacket thing. Then I did the Richards thing. Then I, then, and after he named all these guys, then he goes, yeah, and then I was going crazy. I thought it was Sebastian Bach. Yeah, I think that's off the Jackie Star call. Uh, this one is a different one uh, where he calls this death metal band that's also has some Ingve influences, and this is freaking hysterical too. More, I gotta just say one more thing. There was a uh, line in the Jackie Star call where he was talking about how he had the looks and the chops, and so this whole twenty-minute call, he was talking about the looks and the chops. And keep in mind, this was in like the early 90s, late, probably when this was made. Yeah, 91. 91. So people were still coming off of like, you know, a lot of bands look like Slaughter, who, you know, I love them. Um, and uh, so after he had this 20 minute call about how he had the looks and the chops, and this is no offense to any current look, but the guy goes, the, the guy he called goes, well, so um, you have long hair? And he goes, well, you know, it's. Uh, the straggles in the back are pretty long, but, you know, it's bald up top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just listened to it. We will link the Jackie Star uh, call through today's show notes because it is online. But let's actually play one of them right now to take us out, guys. This is blah, 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 blah. And i got to say one quick thing, and you'll get it after you listen to this call. I'm Roger. I'll book anything. What was that? Hold on a second. Hurry up! Hello? Hi, I'm calling about the ad for the warranty vocalist. Oh, Jesus. Hold on a second. Hello? Yeah, hold on. Hurry up! Hello? Yeah, I'm calling about the ad for the warranty vocalist. What? I'm calling about the ad in the paper. For the warranty vocalist? Yeah, we got, we, got, we got a vocalist already. I'm warranty. I'll fuck anything. We got, got a vocalist already. What, could you tell me a little bit about the band? Listen, we got a vocalist already. Yeah, but I might want to try out. No, we don't need anybody. We got somebody but, already. No, but you ain't heard me yet. We do t- You can mail me a tape. I'll do. I'll check it out. All right, what's your name? What? What's your name? Who I mail the tape to? All right, fuck off. What? What well, don't you hang up on me? Hey, who the fuck is this, you stupid fucking moron? Hey, what? Well, that's no nice. You talking like a fucking prick, you fucking dick. What? Well, no, I don't know. I have to call uh, listen, you fucking moron. Go to mental institution. What? Well, you don't need to fucking sing. You sound like a fucking you, retard. You're making me upset now. You well, have a... Fuck yourself, you stupid fucking well, moron. You, you, listen, I, speak... Learn to speak fucking English, all right? Don't fucking call this ad again, you fucking what, dick. What the matter? I'm calling about the ad in the paper.
Hey, is Gunther around? Yeah. Uh, Gunther, listen, my name's Jim. I'm calling the, uh... Oh, I got it. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Yeah, is there a keyboard player wanted thing? Yeah. Okay, well... Uh, I was looking for Gunther, I guess. Yeah. Saw that in, uh, music, what is it? Musicians Exchange. All right. Yeah, that's me you're speaking to. Um, how long have you been playing keyboards and stuff? Uh, well, I started on guitar when I was a kid. I switched keyboards about six years ago. Right. How old are you? Um... 25 25 right, that's cool um see right now I'll, uh, I'll you know we're looking for a singer right now too at the same time and uh, uh-huh. uh you know like the the, band, the rest of the band doesn't know i'm adding like a keyboard player it's kind of like an experimental thing that i wanted to try because the music is like really uh instrumental i mean there's a lot of guitar stuff like you know i'm heavily into like momstein and mcgalpine and guys like that yeah or you get any like you got any singers you get any calls on that yeah a lot of calls actually i just got a nut calling me just now oh yeah yeah this this guy's like he sounds good or what what he sounds like a good like crazy guy he sounds like an asshole i cursed him out on the phone he was like a retard you know he was like you know i even told him i was like i mean he was like you know, what is you guys gonna sing? You guys, I was like, dude, you know, you know, send me a tape or something like that. And he was like, I want to come down, you know, like a retard. He was just, it was a joke, you know. And I was just like, fucking, this guy's a wacko. And I hung up on him. He called me back and he's like, why you make me feel sad? You know, I was like, what an asshole, you know. So I was just like, I fucking blew that guy. But we got like a lot of a lot of responses from the paper because, like, you know, we we recorded a demo and it was like reviewed in like a lot of magazines, like the East Coast Rocker and stuff. So a lot of people are like responding right now, like you know, and uh, we, so you we want to keep it instrumental, right? No, it's not. No. The music is not instrumental. We have a whole set. We actually had eight shows booked when when we like fired our old singer and stuff because you know he was like doing a lot of drugs and stuff, and we mm-hmm. found out about it. And he was he was screwing up in the songs and he couldn't like stay in key and stuff, and he didn't even know when he was in tune for a lot of things. And we just like we had to cancel eight shows. We had shows booked all the way to March. You know, all over, up in Jersey, upstate New York, in Manhattan, CBs, you know, in Queens. And we were booking more shows, and just, like, we had to, like, let it go because, like, uh, this guy couldn't, like, hack the parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the guys, we ha- we actually brought in another guy from a band called Condemned from Jersey. He, he said they were signed to Atlantic Records. We had him down for, on a trial basis, and uh, he, he had a good, he- like, heavy, low-range voice, but he couldn't sing any, like, uh, the melodic stuff. Like the music, you know, we need for a singer. I need somebody like the guy, like the guy from Pantaro, or the guy like from Forbidden, that type of stuff. He, mm-hmm. he who can sing like melodic and clean, and it's pretty tough because like a lot of guys out there, that you know, even when I talk to them on the phone, I say, "Who do you sound like?" And uh, when they come down to audition, they don't even sound blah, like blah 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 blah. Exactly. Blah blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So. Not, yeah, it's not like no faggy uh, Malmsteen like. Joe and Turner kind of band with a faggy singer and shit, right? Nah, not like that. It's you guys gay or straight, man? What was that? You guys gay or straight? Nah, straight. All right. You know, because so. you know, I don't want to get in a situation with guys wearing wigs and acting like Joe Lynn, you know? Nah, it's not that. Doing the Malmsteen gay, completely fucking gay music. Nah, it's not like that. It's like thrash. Jesus, fuck. If I have another band with a fucking faggy ass thinking they're hard rock thrashers, but they sound like fucking fag boys. Nah, that's... The stuff, if you read our reviews and stuff, we got a lot of shit, like, done, blah, blah, you know, blah, with the tape blah, and blah. stuff, so... Yeah, let yeah. me tell you about myself, right, because yeah. you're doing enough talking, right? Yeah. Um, if you're interested... Right. You are, right? Yeah. Yeah, thoughts are right. So, some of these bands, they're, they're so full of themselves, they don't want to know, right? Right, go ahead, shoot. Yamaha, SY-77, got a Korg M1, I got a DX7 spare. Right. I got the rack units, packed. 
So you got or again, what our Proteus likes to contact game M20. Yeah. Mixes up the ass. <laughs> Digital Bradshaw switching. The full works. I'm ready to, I'm road ready. Right, that's cool. Talking Jersey, I can fucking be there tomorrow. Yeah, that's cool. So I don't want to dilly dally. Yeah. With some, you know, fucking, you know, that kind of shit. I'm ready to go. So if you want a fucking keyboardist, um, see the thing is, like I said, my like when I discussed it with these guys in my band, they were against it, you know, because it's like, oh, fucking keyboards, oh, that sucks, that sucks, like this and that, you know, like my bass is into death metal. He likes like everything from Morbid Angel, Sepultura, like Deicide and shit. He hates keyboards. He's like, ah, oh, it's fag yeah. shit, you know. And the drummer's like against it too. And actually, with my old singer, he was like into it because like he likes he he was like singing melodic and shit. And blah, like, blah, blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. I don't know how they're going to react to it. So, I mean, I have to discuss it with them right now. We're just more into it. Well, they could take that up with me if they got a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't want any, like, you know, guys talking about it behind my back. They don't like the sounds they hear. They can tell me to my face. Yeah, they don't like keyboards, period. Yeah, well, you can tell them to fuck off. Well, that's their decision, you know. What do they wear? These guys spandex fuckers? I just told you, man. What are you stupid? The fucking they're into death metal. You just like this other fucking retard, man. You people are fucking nuts, man. Go yeah, fuck yourself on your fucking head, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck yourself, you fucking keyboard faggot. I'll tool your ass, motherfucker. <laughs>